Hello and welcome back to our daily devotional podcast. I hope you had a good rest, a good weekend last week. And as you begin the week ahead, maybe it would be good to start thinking about the kind of leader, the kind of boss that God wants us to be. This is what we'll be learning from the scripture lesson for today. What it means to be a leader the greatest or the first. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 20 and we'll read from verse 20 to 34. Matthew 20, 20 to 34. Let us pray. Father, speak your truths to us that indeed we will live as your children, live as your disciples. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and, kneeling down, asked a favour of him. What is it you want? he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you're talk- asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup. But to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom the Father has for whom they have been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? he asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Immediately they received the sight and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God seen right before the eyes of Jesus and the disciples was one of office politics. And it was not simple politics, it was quite complicated. The mother of James and John came and knelt before him and pleaded with Jesus to grant that one of her children, both her children would be would flank Jesus. Now it wasn't just the James and John doing the asking, that would have been rather awkward. But instead, it was the position was so important that it took the mother of James and John to come pleading with Jesus to let her two sons flank Jesus at the end of time. I can imagine how indignant and maybe how worried the other disciples were. What if, what if Jesus had acceded to a request? What if Jesus, having a soft heart, could not resist a mother's plea? And then he grants them their position. What will happen to us? One of the most anxious questions that we often have is, 
who will be our boss? Who will be our next boss? What will he be like? But it's even more anxiety-inducing when it's among us, when it's office politics. I remember as I was working as a lawyer, we were jostling for the top. And it was a horrible feeling because you didn't want the one who fought the hardest, the one who acted the most, the one who carried favour, who polished his boss's boots. You didn't want that kind of person to be the boss. But if it wasn't that kind of person, who would it be? It would be me. And I would do the same just to get to that position. Office politics, church politics, the rush to be the top dog. These are important things to us. It's not just for the favours or the privileges of being at the top. It's the fear of who is on top of us. And so the, the disciples must have been very relieved when Jesus said to the mother of James and John and to John, James and John themselves, it is not for me to decide, it is for God to decide. And then Jesus laid down a rule for Christian leadership. He said, the Gentiles, the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. That's the common thing. The higher you go, the more people you lord over the more authority, the more power you have. And you become very powerful as you rise to the top. But not so with you. Whoever will be great among you will be your servant. Which means that the higher you go, the more you have to serve the people below you. And then he says, the one who wants to be first must be the lowest, must be the slave of all. What a revolutionary thought. In fact, this thought takes away all ambition to be the boss because the higher you go, the more you have to serve those beneath you. But it's not just a rule, a perverse rule that God gives to them. It is a rule of oversight. It is a rule of calling, a calling to each of us to be pastors, to be custodians, to be carers of those beneath us. You see, we are called not to have people serve us. We are called not to lord it over people. Our calling on earth and our calling as disciples is to serve. What better way than to serve those beneath us? Because then we have the power, we have the power to protect them, we have the power to care for their welfare, we have the power to think of policies, to formulate policies that truly care for the welfare of our staff. God doesn't want us to use our subordinates as pawns to get higher up, as dispensable, disposable units to be used. Rather, God calls each of us to be pastors of those entrusted to us. And this is such an important rule in all our lives, that we are called to serve. And hence, the higher we go, the more power, more authority, and hence the more responsibility to serve those entrusted to us, to serve those beneath us. How does that work? in practice. First of all, do not claw your way to the top. It is very tempting 
in an environment where everyone is trying to vie for the top position or at least for the higher position, we fight very hard to be promoted so that we could be above our rivals, above our peers. And so often, even among friends, we become enemies because we try so hard to be elevated above our friends. And the first thing then is to not claw your way to the top. Even as Jesus said to James and John and their mother, you indeed can drink from verse 23. You indeed can drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. No doubt Jesus was talking about heaven and the rule of heaven. But the same rule applies to us in our secular earthly lives. To be a boss, to be a superior, is appointed by the Father and prepared by the Father. Think of that. That God puts you in positions of responsibility and positions of authority and power after he has prepared you for that. If we were to fight for that power, then there's no way we can serve those we have beaten, serve those we have climbed ahead. They will be our rivals, they will be our enemies. Forever we will fear them because one day they will claw their way back and be on top of us. We can never obey God to be their servants if we have vanquished them and clawed our way to the top. But instead, if we allow God to prepare us and then place us in these positions of responsibility, then we can look at each of our subordinates as people we have been called to pastor and to care for. Secondly, take lightly the privileges that come with your position. Often as we rise higher and higher, we get very excited about all the perks. I get to sit, fly business class, or I get to fly first class when I'm at the top. I get to, to sleep in the big, the most expensive hotels, maybe the poshest rooms. As we go higher and higher, we get more and more perks. Perks in every department, in every area, and everyone's serving us and obeying our every command. And we need to take lightly all of these perks. Even if you're entitled to high perks, take as few as possible. Think instead of how you could share these perks with your subordinates. Because your prime focus is the welfare of those beneath you. The more we look at the perks that we have, the more entitled we become, the more enamored by our position we become. But we were placed in this position not as a favour, a reward from God. We were placed in the positions of power and responsibility because God wants us to be responsible for those beneath us. Let's never forget that. That a promotion is not a reward from God. It is not even a blessing from God. It is an assignment, a responsibility by God to us. So take lightly the privileges that come with your position. Third, take a very active interest in your subordinates. 
think for them. Think, remember that your role is to care for them. So think of not how they can serve you or how they can make you uh, rise higher. See instead how you can help them to advance in their work, to advance in their lives. Care for their welfare. And perhaps the fourth is about the little guy on your way up. Always acknowledge and know and care and look out for the little guy. The little guy who cleans your toilets, the little guy who cleans your office, the little guys who print your papers and do your presentations. They are not your minions or your slaves. They are the ones God has called you to be attentive to. Which is the which is the object of the second story, the two blind men who received the sight. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. It was a big thing. And a large crowd followed him. So Jesus was important. Large crowd followed him. He was the star. And when two men, two blind men, shouted out for him to have mercy on them, the crowds who were supporting Jesus silenced them, told them, keep quiet and don't disturb the master. Jesus stopped to listen to them. And then he asked them, what would you like me to do for them? These people, these two men, were just an interruption along the way. Jesus had far more important things to do. They were, by the way, in fact, a nuisance, making lots of noise. And Jesus stopped and asked them, What would you like me to do for you? And when they replied, We want our sight, Jesus healed them. On our way to the top, Take careful heed of those who might easily be overlooked, of those who easily might be forgotten. Because you have been called to be a custodian to these people also. The ones whom people will ignore, the ones whom people will take for granted unless they make a big mistake and then all eyes on them and they get into big trouble. But these are the ones whom Jesus was called to serve and to give his life for. Jesus demonstrated, showed us what he meant when he said, you shall be their slave and their servant. Because the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life for others. As you begin the week, think differently now. Remember that it is your divine call to serve those placed under you, whether they are your subordinates, your secretaries, even your maid, cleaners, anyone who is, whose duty is to listen to you and to obey you. See yourself instead as one placed to serve them and to be their pastor to care for their, to care for their welfare. And then take an active interest in their lives. Shall we pray? Father, you called us to serve. And so you placed us in positions of 
responsibility, of authority, of power, that we might use the power given to us to serve those beneath us. Change the way we look at life, the way we look at the packing order, the way we look at authority, that we may not see those who serve us, those beneath us, as people, as minions at our service, but instead that we may see the power that you've given to us as tools to serve them. Teach us what that means in this very dog-eat-dog society. But Father, even in this fight for being in the top, you teach us to rest in you. You teach us to know that positions of power are given to us when you have prepared us to take power and to use it wisely. We ask then, Lord, that as we begin this week, that each of us at whatever level we are, middle management, top management, or just the boss of one person, the boss of a maid, or having one or two persons under us, that we may indeed be servant leaders, receiving from you our role to care for those you placed in our care. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well then, to have a good week, and God bless you. Goodbye.